Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Just before our lesson, our Lord warns us about the dangers from within ourselves, which would trend us towards the wide gate of destruction, saying, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Now, in our lesson, he turns his attention to the dangers with from, with, from the dangers within the Christian to the dangers that face the Christian from without, saying, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. This warning of our Lord was not only for those who heard his sermon immediately, warning them of the false prophets and teachers such as the Pharisees whose doctrine was harmful to the soul, but it is a warning for all people of all times and all places who hearken to his voice. All Christians are to beware of false prophets. Now let us remember, first of all, that prophecy in Scripture does not only refer to speaking of future events, but it primarily deals with making known the will of God. As such, when our Lord warns us of false prophets, he is also warning us of false teachers. For when one teaches the word of God, when one teaches the meaning, proclaims it, explains it, and the like, they are making known God's will as he has revealed it in his word. That is why one of the traditional hymns for ordination is, is God of the prophets, bless the prophets' sons, which includes the stanza, anoint them prophets, men who are intent to be your witnesses in word and deed their hearts aflame, their lips made eloquent, their eyes awake to every human need. And so the Lord describes what these false prophets will look like. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but are inwardly ravenous wolves. Our Lord warns us that false prophets will present themselves as sheep when he says, who come to you in sheep's clothing. That is, more often than not, these false prophets which we are to look out for, which we are to guard against, which we are to protect our hearts from, will come to us as Christians, as those who claim to be servants of the true God. They come dressed as sheep to devour sheep. Even Muhammad did not claim to start a new religion, but rather said that he was following the line of Jesus, and was coming after him and taught the same things as him. Yes, false prophets, false teachers always come, not as the wolves they are, so that they may be easily recognized, but disguised as sheep. Outwardly, they appear as if they may be a true prophet, a true teacher. They look and act as one who is a follower of the Lord, 
They may even believe themselves to be such through their own self-deception and self-delusion. But they are not true sheep. They are wolves simply dressed as sheep. They may have many outward good works, such as the scribes and the Pharisees in the time of Jesus, or like Pelagius and the Pelagians in the time of St. Augustine. But their works are not true good works, because they are without faith. And without faith it is impossible to please God. But our Lord's words do not simply mean that they will disguise themselves as Christians, but it also has to do with how they present their teaching. Their teaching will not be out of whole cloth, but it will cloak itself in the scriptures, using the name of God as a cover for what they're doing. They will appeal to God's word for their teaching, and to God's name and his authority for their prophecy. So they are cloaking their teaching in sheep's clothing as well. Yet they are not truly teaching the word of God, for instead they are abusing it and twisting it. They say, thus says the Lord, when he did not say it. They say, did God really say? No, of course he didn't say that, when in fact he did really say it. They will use Christian vocabulary, quote the scriptures, but they will undermine what they teach and what they say by teaching improperly. They'll use Christian concepts and words in ways which the Bible never uses them. Thus, the false teachers, the false prophets, present themselves to Christ's flock. But this is not their true selves. No, they are inwardly ravenous wolves. Wolves are a danger to sheep. They are not a friendly guide. They're not watching out for danger. But instead, they are stalking their prey, stealing and killing the lambs and feasting on the sheep. They are deadly. They're dangerous. There are many who claim that false doctrine, false prophets, and false teachers are not actually that bad. After all, they claim to follow Jesus. How can that be a problem if we all follow Jesus? Why don't we all just get along? But our Lord tells us a different story. And he solemnly warns us of all those who are comfortable around false prophets and false teachers and false doctrine, that they are sitting near sharp and deadly teeth that belong to wolves, who are not looking out for their good, but for their own bellies. These wolves, whether they know it or not, are not in the service of Jesus, but of Satan, the evil one, whom our Lord compares to a wolf when he describes himself as a good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. Yes, brothers and sisters, false teaching is deadly. It is just as dangerous to you and your loved one's lives as a wolf is dangerous to sheep. That is why our Lord warns us this morning. And he has time and again warned his people against false prophets, false teachers. It's a perennial concern of our Lord that his people not be deceived nor led astray, not that they be destroyed by wolves, but rather that they be tended and cared for, safe and sound in his care under his true shepherds. The Lord God spoke through Jeremiah to warn the people of Israel not to listen to the false prophets, but to listen to him, saying, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, It shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, No disaster shall come upon you. 
we see here this is the same problem which our Lord Jesus is warning us of. They present themselves as true prophets with true words from the Lord, but what they say is empty, it's vain. They speak not the word of God, but visions of their own minds. Rather, rather than warning sinners to repent, and they confirm them in their sin. They accept their sin, they accommodate their sin, and they affirm them, confirm them. Such are wolves who devour those whom the Lord desires to save. So too, St. Paul echoes the words of our Lord when he addresses the pastors of the church in Ephesus before his departure, saying, For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away disciples after them. The whole counsel of God is to be declared, St. Paul says, but all, by all true overseers, for false prophets and false teachers will come like fierce wolves in among the flock to disturb them, to pull them away from the Lord, and to take them from life into death. Yes, false doctrine and false prophets and teachers are extremely dangerous because by claiming to speak in God's name, they're claiming to reveal the will of God as found in his word. But not actually speaking what he has said, they run when he did not send them. Lying about what is found in God's word, they take his name in vain. Yes, false doctrine is sin because it takes God's name in vain. It lies in his name, it abuses his word, it turns people away from God and his true word and his true will, and instead it turns them away after vain and empty things. It's a terrible sin to take God's name in vain in this way, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes the, his name in vain, as he said. And so what are we to do? How do we determine the false prophets from the true ones? How do we determine false teachers from true teachers? Our Lord has not left us without protection. He has not left us on our own. He has given his Holy Spirit to his people, and he calls us on all Christians to discern truth from falsehood, saying, you will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Yes, we're to recognize, to distinguish, to find out the false prophets by their fruits. And by fruits here, our Lord is speaking about their teaching, by their doctrine. Yes, if you want to know whether it's a false prophet or a true prophet, a false teacher or a true teacher, do not look for miracles, do not look for signs and things that can be faked or things that can deceive, but compare their teaching, their fruit, to the word of God, to the gospel. And here our Lord tells us simply, it is easy to know. Look at the fruit. If it's good fruit, it can only come from a good tree. If it is bad fruit, 
It can only come from a corrupt tree. The ESV says diseased, as in our reading, but it's not so much that the tree has something wrong from it, that it could be a healthy tree, but rather it is a different kind of tree altogether. The word is better translated as corrupt or rotting. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? No, grapes and figs, those biblical examples of excellent, virtuous, and healthful fruits do not come from thorns and thistles, but from vines and fig trees. So too, the excellent, virtuous, and healthful fruit of good teaching comes from good trees, true teachers, while the wicked, evil, and poisonous fruit of false doctrine comes from false teachers. He does not say evil comes from good and good from evil, but instead good from good and bad from bad. Thus, to tell the true from the false, you must compare the doctrine which they teach to that of the Scripture. That is why we offer Bible study as a congregation, so that you may learn and know the Word of God and be able to discern true from false teachers, so that you may compare what they are saying to the gospel of Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God made flesh, that he is fully God and fully human, yet one person, that he was born of the Virgin Mary, that he was baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist, that he carried our sins in his body to the cross, where after living a life of perfect obedience to God's law and teaching and proclaiming the gospel, he was crucified for us as a sacrifice for our sins. On the third day, he was raised again from the dead, and 40 days later, after appearing to his disciples and commissioning them, he ascended into heaven, and from thence he will come to judge the living and the dead at the end of time. All who trust in him with repentant faith receive the forgiveness of sins for Jesus' sake and his righteousness imputed to them purely by God's grace, not by our own works. In such a person, the Holy Spirit renews, regenerates, and indwells so that they are able to walk in God's ways and live according to the Spirit, walking in the good works which God prepared beforehand for us to walk in, to God's glory and to the service and benefit of our neighbor. These gifts of God are received by faith and distributed through the word and the sacraments to his people in his church for the consolation of their souls and the strengthening of their faith. Those who teach this and all other scriptural doctrines are true teachers and true prophets. Those who do not teach it are false prophets and wolves in sheep's clothing, and they will devour the sheep who listen to them. Our Lord denies or our Lord desires, sorry, that we study the scriptures. How else are we to know false from true if we are not in his word? He desires that we join ourselves to true teachers of his word, to true congregations, and his warning is dire. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. If a tree is producing bad and poisonous fruit, why should we want to sample of it every now and then to just keep adding that poison to ourselves? Those false teachers and false prophets will be thrown into the fire of hell if they do not repent, and they are wolves who will bring many down with them by their teaching and guiding them onto the wide and easy way of destruction. He has warned us so that we may recognize them by their fruit and avoid them, that we may warn others of them. 
For God desires not the death of the sinner, but rather that they turn from their way and live. As he spoke to Jeremiah regarding the false prophets, if they had stood in my counsel, they would have proclaimed my words to my people, and they would have turned from their evil ways and from their evil deeds. If the people had turned from their evil ways, if they had repented and turned again to the Lord and trusted in him, there would not have been the need for the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple, which Jeremiah was proclaiming as punishment for their sin as part of the old covenant. The word of God brings repentance and faith so that we may live, and that is what God desires. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, gave his life so that we may be his people. As St. Paul says, the church of God was obtained with his own blood. You, brothers and sisters, and all people are precious in the sight of God, and he would have you fed with the finest figs and grapes, the finest fruit of good teaching which nourishes you to everlasting life, rather than the thorns and thistles and wicked fruit of false doctrine which leads to death. Avoid false prophets, brothers and sisters, so that you may feast upon the goodness of the word of God with all its richness and virtue, so that you may be fed by God the food of everlasting life, and drink of the Holy Spirit the water of life. To do so, to live a life of repentant faith, is to do the will of the Father in heaven. For such a life of faith, enlivened by the Holy Spirit, and upheld by the same through the word and sacraments, according to his grace, results in works motivated by love for our neighbor, which God has given to us. May God grant that we always be in his word, that we may recognize false prophets by their fruits, and so avoid their destruction. May he grant that we always be in his word, and so live lives of repentant faith, trusting in his mercy, demonstrated to us by the giving of his Son into death, that we might live with him eternally, that at the last we not be turned away because our faith is not true, but instead be received into the heavenly kingdom through the merits of Jesus Christ our Lord, who knows us as his own, who baptized you with water and the Holy Spirit, who feeds you with his own body and blood, in order to nourish you to life everlasting. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.